Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Today you will hear a word which purpose is to introduce the kingdom, change generations, and create a Christian culture. So grab your Bible and prepare to be blessed by today's sermon. Now it happened as we went to Jeru- as he went to Jerusalem, that they're talking about Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him two, ten, not two, ten men. How many? Who were what? They were lepers. That meant they had leprosy who stood afar off. There's a reason why they did that. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest, not be healed, not let me touch you, not any of that, but go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. They were what? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice, what kind of voice? With a soft voice? With a low voice? With a loud voice glorified God. And not just did that, but he also fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. If you could just give me a few minutes. Um, I'd like to uh, uh, just kind of teach and preach from the topic or really the question, where are your manners? Look at your neighbor and say, where are your manners? Look at the person behind you. Grab them real good. Smile at them. Smile at them now. You smiling? Ask them, where are your manners? Amen. Amen. So we find ourselves today with Dr. Luke, because he was a physician, as he gives us the only account in Scripture of the ten lepers in a certain village. I like that word, certain village. I like when Jesus and the Scriptures do that, because it does not make reference to just somebody, but we, we realize right away that this could speak to all of us. Amen. In a certain village, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, it says, um, but decided to pass through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, which we know this is not his first time doing something like that. Amen. And as Jesus enters into a certain village, he meets 10 men and they are said by the doctor to be lepers. Now, um, I believe the uh, leprosy, yes, thank you, um, it has, is known to be an affliction or a disease placed on someone uh, because of a certain sin that they had committed. Amen? Um, and uh, this would be seen as a punishment. 
and they would be uh, noted as being called ceremonially unclean. And the only way they could get that title removed from them was to go and see the priest that would, uh, I guess, uh, be the God of all gods to say you are no longer um, ceremonially unclean. But they hear about a man named Jesus coming through. And um, a far off, only because they're leprous and they're not supposed to be within a certain amount of feet or whatever distance from people since they're ceremonially unclean. So you could imagine that there's just a spot somewhere, La Portia, that only the lepers go and they can't go any further because they're unclean. And I just want to stop right now and just thank my God because um, that's me. That could be, that's me. That was me. And, you know, certain people can, you know, kind of be standoffish with you and not want to have anything to do with you. But we as the believers in Christ and Christians understand, if not but by the grace of God, there go I. So I just want to stop and just thank God right now. I hope you will join me in saying, Lord, I thank you that I'm not um, in a corner somewhere. Somebody telling me I can't serve you, can't praise you just because I have a past. Amen. So I bless God for that. So, so anyway, as we go on, they're standing afar off, and they, they hear about Jesus coming. They see him, and, um, you know, they do what I do all the time or would do. They go to the yelling, Patrick, and they pretty much say, Jesus. Yeah. And just in case he doesn't recognize that, Master. So I don't know how you call Jesus. I don't really care as long as you get his attention. Call him whatever you need to do. Teacher, master, Rabona, whatever you have to do. Jesus, have mercy on me. And this is what they begin to cry out. And look at what Jesus does. First of all, let me go back because I don't want to leave anything out. Many of you are Bible scholars, but then many of you are not. And you all know standing afar probably meant that because they had leprosy, that they had a place assigned with a boundary, like uh, do not cross here or lepers only um, spot in which they couldn't cross. It was said that they may have had leprosy because of their sin. We talked about that. And this, of course, is going back, dated back to the Old Testament scriptures and law. Um, and last I checked, Jesus is on the scene at this point and, um, and, and inflicted because um, so he marks um, uh, God's um, uh, 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 word and he remembers that and he um, just pretty much hears them standing afar off and being that they had leprosy, they knew they were considered unclean. So they stood afar off as not to make Jesus unclean. So they show their sign of respect, you know, and that humility. But the Bible goes on to say this real life, that the 10 lepers lifted up their voices. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. I got to calm down. And Jesus, because he knows protocol and order. That's why I love him so much. I love him. He sends them to the priest. So he doesn't say be healed like we've heard him say before. He doesn't say, come here, let me lay my hands on you. He says, go see the priest. Go and show yourselves to the priest who is said to have been the judge of leprosy. So they sent him to be in sent them to be inspected 
Okay? So he could declare that they were no longer unclean. So Jesus also did it to break down the religiosity of it all as well. See, he's Jesus, but he, 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 he operates in order by sending them to the priest. But at the same time, he understands that when they go to the priest, the priest is going to ask, what happened? Who did this? Okay. So he understands, too, that he could break down the religious religiosity of it all and have those priests come back to him. And he sends them and they are healed on the way. What can you say? What can you say? Well, first of all, they are tested with being obedient. Were they obedient? Yes, they were. And it reminds me of Naaman when he said, hey, Naaman, go and get in that dirty water. And, you know, like, why you want me to get in the dirty water? You know, that test of obedience. Yes, they are on the way. And on the way, I'm not sure how far, Portia, they are away from the priests. And, Mother, I'm not sure how far they are away from Jesus. Now, here we go. You have leprosy. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. On the way, one person discovers that they have been healed. Now, like I said, I don't know if you're closer to the priest or you're closer to Jesus. But one guy says, it really don't matter to me. We heal. I'm going back. Now, don't think he didn't have time to talk to them other nine. And the other nine didn't have an opportunity to go back with him. Okay, I know y'all don't heard this is a Thanksgiving message, but it's Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, so I'm speaking to you. I don't know how far you are away. But in my mind and in my spirit, it don't matter. Priest Jesus. Jesus, priest. No-brainer, Jesus. No-brainer. No-brainer. But obviously not for everybody. So, like I said as they went, they know, one noticed he was healed. Sure, there was a conversation that ensued. A choice had to be made. One made one choice. Nine made another choice. One went back. When he saw that he was healed, stopped, turned back, and with a loud voice, just as they had prayed in a loud voice, when he returned with a loud voice, he glorified God. Now, I don't know how far, like I told you, it didn't matter to him. But what struck me on this one was just as he had prayed, or I'm sorry, they had prayed, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. One went back with a loud voice to glorify God. Now, saints of God, if you're going to pray that hard, you need to praise that hard. This is a show enough message for us today. 
If you're going to put the time in to pray for your healing, when you get healed, you need to praise just as hard as you prayed. But we forget. Oh, how soon we forget. I remember my pastor, Pastor Robeson, preached this message years ago. I had just got saved. And it was entitled, Remember Not to Forget. Remember not to forget. All the prayer you put in, and then God do that thing for you. And then you forget how far God brought you. How big God healed you. How much God got you out of that mess financially. And you come and you give a weak praise. I don't praise him at all. Where are your manners? Where are your manners? God brought us a long way, and he still is. He still is. Now, many say, don't be mad at the other brothers, Pastor Leslie, the Jews. But, y'all, I got to all against them. Because it said, as I studied, that they had the pure knowledge and worship of God, being Jews, among them. And yet, the nine Jews forgot. Or when presented, when they were healed, that they ought to go back, refused. So either they forgot, or they refused, or what? They did both. Now, I wasn't there, and I won't speculate. But knowing people the way I know, let me say this, knowing me the way I know, it was probably both. Don't y'all leave me by myself looking at me with that tone of voice. Don't leave me here saying I'm the only one that forgot and refused. The devil is a lie. We have been in situations. God has done some great things. We forgot when it was presented to us to turn around and go back. We even refused. So right now, I want to take a minute to repent. Tell God to forgive me. Because he's been too great. And he had too much mercy on me. Somebody say thank you. This is a thank you fest today. So you might as well get ready in your spirit. And if you hadn't already said thank you, go ahead and get started. Because I'm going to make you reminisce. I'm going to make you reminisce today. Some of y'all already reminiscing. Some of you don't have to go back that far. I know I don't. The commentator, Matthew Henry, said this here healing was a wholesale healing. Ten. He called it a hospital healing, an ER healing, because there were so many elder. Ten needed healing at one time. Now, of course, he had multitudes, but in in Scripture, ten in Scripture recorded, with Luke being the only one that recorded it, this here was a wholesale healing. And only one, when noticing 
The power of God's healing returns. So those are your numbers, one in ten. If some of y'all analytical and you need percentages and numbers, one in ten. Number one, what we must understand from this scripture and this reading. Number one, we must understand how rich Christ is in doing good for us. God only wants to do what's good for us. Now, we think we want what's good for us, but most some of the time it's not God's will. So just remember that whatever God wants to do is good for you and will be good to you. Somebody say God is working for my good. Number two, what we must understand is how poor we are in our return. Though God be good, sometimes we can return poorly. Let's remember that so we can fix that. Somebody say amen. Amen. And number three, how those often prove most grateful from whom it was least expected. The one that you would have least expected to be the most grateful was the most grateful or maybe not. Because some of us are literally in the presence of a living God and we are not as grateful. And I think there's a scripture that says those that have been forgiven much ought to do much more for him. I'm paraphrasing. But those that have been forgiven much, how many of you have been forgiven much? Don't zonk out on me now. You're just getting started. How many of you God has done much in your life? Go ahead and take a moment to reminisce. Take a moment to reflect. If you got to close your eyes to remember what God has done, because some of y'all saying, but why did he do this? But why did he do that? But why did he do that? So why did, why did they have to die? Yeah, but you still here. Why did they have to go? But yeah, God left you with that person. Why did I have to lose this? Why did I have to go and have to pay for that? But you still here. You didn't lose your mind, though. Everything you can ever throw at him, he's got a good one for you. So that you don't sit in your peripheral pity party. God throws another blessing at you. He throws another thing for you to say thank you back at you. So verse 16 says this, listen carefully. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks. And then it says at the end, and he was a Samaritan. I love the way scripture, I love Luke's writing. Because not only did this dude stop, look at himself, and go back and, and glorify him in a loud voice, but he took it a step farther, something that many Christians don't do. Okay, I thanked you. Goodbye. But God is calling the real Christian to hire. Amen? So I don't just go and say thank you anymore, but and although I know that I can never repay him for what he did for me on the cross, I should sure try. 
by living a life pleasing to him and living a life that will glorify him. And this man, this Samaritan, the one that you would least likely expect, since he wasn't as close to the knowledge and pure worship of God, he went back. He not only said thank you, but he went back. He fell on his face, stayed at his feet, and thanked him. And it says, and he was a Samaritan. Somebody say, he was a Samaritan. Where are your manners? In the days when I was young, there were certain expectations from the home that were non-negotiables. They weren't up for discussion or debate. It was called etiquette. And etiquette was what it was called. And some of those things were like, don't chew with your mouth open. Don't leave the refrigerator open. I know I, I got a living, breathing grandmother sitting in this audience and you open that refrigerator if you want to and just stand there looking you're gonna get whacked and then for some of y'all real old school don't open the refrigerator without permission because you didn't have no good business opening that refrigerator because you didn't pay for it nor nothing in it Things like wash your hands before you eat. Now, don't be nasty. Don't be nasty. Don't come from outside and then think you're going to eat at my table. Wash your nasty hands. Call etiquette. Things like say excuse me if you bump into somebody. You bump into, somebody bump into you now. Things like saying, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, ma'am, no, sir. Now it's politically correct to say yes, and y'all done fed into that foolishness. Well, if I can just get a yes, I'm all right. Yes, ma'am, I'm almost 50 years old. Yes, ma'am. My elders are right, thank God for you. My elders around here, what I say, yes, sir. Do I do it? Won't I do it? It's called etiquette. It's called manners. Y'all young people getting ready? Teach them children. I'm about to say churin', but I'm on, I'm on a recording. Teach those children. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am, I see your baby back there with that bow tie on. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's called etiquette. It's called being trained right. You do it nice. Some old folks will say you're no manners thing. And what your children will find out is if they use those manners, they will find favor with God and man. Let me tell you how much favor you'll find. You say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and, and, and be unsure manners. Somebody will slip you a couple of dollars in your hand every once in a while. It still happens. Somebody will give you a job. Go to that interview if you want to. Talking about yeah, no, mm-hmm. Watch the one that come in and get the job. Yes, ma'am.
No, ma'am. Yes, sir. Some of y'all just, just too big for your britches now. God done bless you too much. You ain't got to say all that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, because it's godliness. It's not just manners. It's respect to God, respect for your family, and respect for yourself. Where your manners? One out of ten had manners. And it didn't belong to them. We belong to God. Do we belong to God? Should we show manners? And when something is given to you, you should say, thank you. Now, I don't know about you, but it seems to me if you are going to pray in a loud voice, you ought to praise in a loud voice. It seems to me that when you have been given another opportunity at life, that you should say thank you. Practice getting your thank you on fleek. Thank you, baby girl. Practice getting your thank you on fleek. Now, for those that don't know what that means, I just learned last week, so let me tell you real quick. How many of y'all keep your eyebrows on fleek? I did it today. It's a little darker than usual. Don't y'all talk about me. When you get your eyebrows on fleek, look at Clay looking like, Lord Jesus, what are you talking about? When you get your eyebrows on fleek, they don't, they're not unibrowing. They're nicely shaped. And they're not gray because I'm a little gray. I got a little color on it. And they have a nice little shape to them. So just as much time as I take to put my eyebrows, my dress, my shoes, and everything I do on fleek. then my thank you to God should be on fleek. Oh, y'all, I'm the only one going to get my thank you on fleek. Don't y'all make me act up in here. Get your faith on fleek. Get your love on fleek. Get your kindness on fleek. Get your thank you on fleek. When God does a thing in your life, you ought to get your thank you on fleek. Don't hesitate. Don't go toward the priest. Please don't come to me. Because I represent the priest. When God is right over there down the lane, around the corner. Because I'm going to send you to him. I'm almost done. I asked him for strength. He gave me strength and breath. I say thank you. We too busy glorifying the devil with our words. Oh, the devil almost killed me in that house. That house on that fire burned down. He or the devil almost killed me. Instead of saying, thank you, Lord, for delivering me out of the fire. You glorifying the devil? You'll thank you not on fleek. See our mouth? Our mouth get us in more trouble. Because we're such complaining people. When we should be some thank you lordy people. 
We the Christians. Y'all wonder why people ain't, ain't giving their life to Christ? Because your thank you ain't on fleek. And I ain't talking about just your words. I'm talking about your lifestyle. I'm talking about the way you present yourself unto God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable little bitty service. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing, he say. That's that's the least you can do for me. See the other nine? Healed in their body, but their hearts were still sick. See, the other nine made well. He went back, glorified God, got on his face, made whole. Nine, go on to the priest. One, go on your way. Go on your way. You ain't got to go to the priest. You met the high priest. You good to go. You whole. And a lot of us are not whole because we still going to the priest. Still going to the priest. Still going to friend. Still, they ain't even saved. They ain't even giving you the right. They ain't giving you nothing from here. But because they don't want to hurt your feelings because they know how you is. They don't want to tell you the nitty gritty down home truth. This priest right here, you come to me, but I'm going to take you to Jesus because I'm going to give you the truth. You're going to be mad at me and you ain't going to have nobody else to go to but Jesus. Go your own way, he said. You are whole. I declare you whole. I'm Jesus. I have the power to heal. And the power to make you whole. And guess what? Jesus healed you by your faith, all ten of y'all. But you right here, by your faith, you are made whole. Because of your faith, you are made whole, which is on a whole other level. By your faith, by coming back to me, giving me glory, you on a, you done transcended. You on another level from those guys. And they should have they should have been on another level from you. That reminds me that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Don't worry about being last. Because in the world, if you last, in God's eyes, you first. Y'all should get y'all thank you on fleek. Y'all sitting there looking at me when you should be glorifying God. You worrying about being last on your job? Worrying about being last in your family? God is saying you first, baby. You first. You first. You calling yourself the least of these. I'm saying you the best of these. That's what God is saying. When he did that for that guy, it was like him getting a badge of honor. You ain't well. You whole. How many of you want to be whole? Get your thank you on fleek then. Stop worrying about these jobs and these ambitions and these accomplishments. 
You wouldn't have that anyway if it wasn't by the grace of God. You weren't qualified. You were not qualified. God qualified you. The least you could do is say thank you. So, as I close, because I'm done, I think we ought to get our thank you on. I think we ought to get our thank you on. I think we ought to get our thank you on. I think we ought to get our thank you on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That though I lost, though I lost the job, you had a better job around the corner for me. Thank you, Lord. That though I lost that child, God, you had another one right in the wings for me, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. There's always something I can give you thanks for, Lord. So instead of me being in my pity party and not moving on with the God kind of life that you provided for me, thank you, Lord, that I'm moving on in you because you have seen fit to bless me. Lift your hands to God if you don't mind. Lift your hands to God. I have heard the testimony of so many of you. And just about every covenant partner in here, I know, if not all of your testimony, I know a good deal of it. Some of you have literally come from the brink of death. Literally the brink of death. Some of you had diagnoses. And God shifted that thing. And removed that. God has done some amazing things. And all he is asking for is a thank you. He said, weren't, he said, weren't there um, 10 of you? I'm not going to leave you hanging on, on the last few verses. Weren't there 10 of you? Where are the other nine? And God is asking today, where are the rest of you? Where's the, where are the rest of you? And he's speaking to your heart right now. You've been complaining. You've just been complaining. That same job you, you asked God for, that same position, that you, you literally begged God, and he granted it to you. Now you're complaining about it. Where the nine? Where are you? Where are your manners? Where the nine? Where the nine? Where the nine? That same thing he blessed you with. That same thing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of us still need deliverance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So glad you looked through the eyes of mercy and not judgment. That's why I love real life. It's a place of healing. If you can't stand that, then you need to go now. Amen. Amen.
Because I believe in whatever it takes is what needs to be done. So if you don't believe in that, I excuse you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Son of David, have mercy on me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody in here just just so worried about the future, but if you just give them a couple of thank you, Lord. (laughs) He'll say, there, there's the nine. There they are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the word today. We pray that it has been a blessing to your life. We invite you to join us in worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We are located at 841 Crossgate Road in Port Wentworth, Georgia, 31407. We hope to see you soon.